Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Unmute Carrie so we can apologize to Carrie. <laughs> Fucking hell. Carrie, are you listening to this? You absolute <laughs> bag of dicks. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad I saw it then. Oh, my God. Um, all right, Sars, let's start again. For FF, say, all right. Dave, I'm recording, all right, mate? Come on, it's not hard. Okay, play the thing. All right, here we go. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, good morning. Welcome along. It is Cabin Fever, episode number seven. My name's Tom Price. Uh, this is Dave Cribb. Sorry, I think you said Cabin Fever, episode seven. You didn't say oh. the full uh, title, which was Cabin Fever, episode seven, take two, wasn't it, Tom? Listen, I've been up very early this morning entertaining the nation on Magic Breakfast, right? And then we did something and we recorded something else before we started. And basically, uh, Dave and I were 15 minutes in recording at seeming comedy comedy gold silk from our assholes. And then I realised that I hadn't pressed record. It's all right. All right. We'll just recreate that magic. <laughs> it makes you realise. Spontaneous realize, magic. It makes you realise the fine line between a podcast and a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered what the difference was. And uh, us sitting here, you know, we've said, so this is the Great Big Owl Isolation Podcast. Mm. And basically our sort of, I'd say tagline, but it's not really a tagline. It's sort of a waffle paragraph is that it's the podcast where we all sit in our own homes and record and talk to each other because we're basically got nothing else to do and we're bored. Yeah. Um, but you've absolutely correctly flagged up that we could just do that on the phone. Yeah. And um, the podcast element, crucially, turns out is audio recording audio recording mate that's how you make it yeah Yeah. that's all we're doing we just we just happen to be recording this when we just have a chat so yeah thanks for joining us and apologies if you were a fan of some of the gold that we did say what did did we say anything worthwhile i think we i mean it was whimsical at best wasn't it we talked about yesterday helen monks was on we did a quiz i then said that we've got another quiz coming on tomorrow oh yes go on um which i will recount this information because when you said it first time you had so much more love but now because you're sad because you're doing it again you're doing sort of down here doing this mate Come on, be like an actor, right? Listen, love. When I'm doing a scene, yeah, when I'm doing a scene, when I when I'm in my acting jobs, you yes. know, they, go again, love. Go again. Number ones. That's what they say. You have to go back to position one and do it again. So, Dave, number ones. Tell us about your quiz. Come on, bit of love, Dave. Come on. So you know that great quiz that was on yesterday. <laughs> oh, absolutely loved that quiz. Uh, that was uh, Michael, our listener, prepared a celebrity-based quiz. Anyway, yeah. in the midst of that, yeah. over on Instagram this weekend, what did I see? Another bloody person doing another quiz. Mm. Uh, the esteemed Blue Peter presenter, Lindsay Russell, was doing a... She'd prepared a pub quiz for her family. She's in quarantine somewhere in the middle of the country that I don't understand. And um, <laughs> she... Hello, Lester, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she's done a pub quiz. I just jumped on it, obviously, and was like, would you like to do this on our podcast? Because we're nothing if not basically a quiz show now. 
Yeah. Uh, but if there's one thing I've learned, Tom, from quarantine is that the great British public absolutely bloody loves a quiz. Yeah, it's true. And then if you put a quiz on the internet, it it, it bre- imagine if you combined a quiz with porn, the internet would would just be done, wouldn't it? That is I it. think it's important that we keep those separate. Otherwise, we're just all going to get confused no. and horny and inquisitive at the same time. <laughs> and that is a dangerous place to be. Where is the quiz that you... Anyway, let's not think about it. Let's not dwell on that. Porn quiz coming soon from Great Big Al. But the thing is, there have been a lot of these online quizzes. And honestly, I'll be honest, a lot of them haven't been all that. A lot of them are quite... I'm going to say it. Quite... What's the what's the nice word for dull? Sort uh, of, shit. Oh, shit. No, what's the no. nice word? I, I want nice Monotone, word Monotone. Um, yeah. Sort of just, I'd say... Not natural performers, that's what I'll say. Yeah. Um, sort of mumbling their way through quite boring questions that mm. they're reading off their phone. And there's, honestly, sometimes tens of thousands what? of people watching these. But how do they take part? Do, do people answer online? Again, absolutely no formats. The ones I've watched so far, people have basically been like, look, we'll be honest, there's no mechanism. Oh. You just have to market yourself and compete with your friends. At the oh, end. no, no, thank you. No, no, no. no. So hang on, so anyway. you're doing a live quiz, right? <laughs> To that end, uh, yeah, the, the the Friends with Friends podcast, my my other uh, more previously established podcast, I'd say. Oh, it's now a side um, hustle compared to the might of Cabin Fever, obviously. Absolutely. Thank but uh, I do it with a, a wonderful man called Pete Allison, and we've decided to um, jump on the bandwagon and prove to the nation that we are, in fact, uh, two quite dull people with the ability to read questions out in a monotone from our phone. So on Friday night, <laughs> yeah. the 3rd of April, 8pm, British summertime, which I have to say, Tom, because we do have international listeners. Oh, hello. Um, we shall be doing a Friends-based quiz. That is all I can tell you. It'll probably be on our Instagram Live, but we are yet to work out A, the format, B, the content, or C, the technicals. Right. But by Friday, we shall have, a, I'd hope, at least the technicals worked okay. out. So I was about to say to you, how will it work? But you very much preempted that by going, you haven't got a fucking clue. All I would say is if you like Friends and are interested in a Friends podcast, no, well, actually a Friends podcast and a Friends quiz either, Okay. Uh, hop over to our Instagram, which is the handily titled at fwf pod okay friends, friends with friend pod uh, which admittedly is not the most catchy of uh, social media handles but here on cabin fever we're not too averse to that are we tom what do you mean not having a catchy social handle hello Ooh. oh no i haven't got that i haven't played the one with the singing in dave here we go what do you mean we're not a, i love a catchy twitter handle absolutely love one. Oh fuck hang on <laughs> you're gonna keep this in aren't you you absolute shitbag <laughs> pressing, it's important oh. to know that Tom's pressing the buttons as long moment. as I don't press record again alright here we go uh, what do you mean we don't have a catchy twitter handle cabin fe a three seven oh nine. Oh 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 cabin fe a three seven oh nine. Oh 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 cabin fe a three seven oh nine. Oh 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 that's our twitter name cabin fe a three seven oh nine. Oh 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 it's important and we must regularly flag this that the jingle Despite the OOOs sounding like a sort of musical decoration. They're zeros, mate. Uh, they're zeros. They're no bloody zeros. zeros. And if yeah. you leave them off, your tweet won't get through, which we've learnt quickly. Um, before we bring on our wonderful, wonderful guest today, can I just tell you very quickly what I've been up to over the last 24 hours? And this, for me, has been the highlight of quarantine so far. I've invented a game with my children, and I think I might be about to make a, at least a million pounds. Okay, I'm interested. Can I share it? What, the the money? 
But yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you can have yes. half of it. Yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah, no problems at all. Okay, wonderful. All right, so. That's a, that is genuinely a verbal contract. Yeah, absolutely fine. No problems at all. Luckily, I'm in charge of recording it, and it's almost certainly not recording, so <laughs> no one will ever know. So in my back garden, right, you know, as you know, Dave, very small backyard, I've got a large broom. I've got a big broom, all right? What you do, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm already out, mate, by the way. No, you can come have on. It's called, it, oh, I'll tell you what it's called at the end, right? Uh, and I stand in the middle of the yard with the broom, and I have two children, thunder and lightning. They stand on one side of the garden. On the other side of the garden, there's a little shelf, and I put all of the balls in the garden, okay? They then have to get the balls on one side of the garden to the other side, one by one, individually, while I stand in the middle of the garden, blindfolded, sweeping the broom around in a circle and in random movements and they have to get past me without being touched by the broom and if they get touched by the broom they have to to go back it's a sort of a cross between dodgeball and sweeping okay <laughs> yeah i mean it's the it's the combination that, that nobody's asked for but well, yeah but also there's a little bit of um what's the thing they do curling there's a bit there's an element of curling involved in those because i'm sweeping and it's called <laughs> it's called broom master if you want to invest now's your chance dave over to you how much are you going to stump up please I'd like uh, it to be called Broom Ball for a start. Broom Ball. I'll have a. Okay, I'll write that. That's my, that's my feedback. Broom Ball, yeah. Or Ball Broom. Or Ball Broom, okay. Ball Broom. Or okay. Broom Balls. Broom Balls, actually. Broom Maybe Balls. Broom Balls. Okay, I've written down Broom Balls. Uh, Very uh, nice. Yeah. Cornelius, my flatmate, he'll be on the podcast later to uh, catch us up on what's been happening on the bill, as he does every week, as uh, raises his eyebrows, which makes me think he's got a title suggestion for the game. Ball Broom Dancing. Ball broom oh, dancing. That is actually the best yeah, one, isn't ball it? Ball broom dancing. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. Broom. You pipe down now with your fucking <laughs> good ideas. Jesus. Ball, you know who's going to have a good title for this, don't you? Do you want to play a sting and introduce her? All right, I might do. So joining us today on Cabin Fever, it's the very wonderful comedian, actor and writer, star of Ask the Nincompoops, the brilliant Carrie Quinlan. Hello, Carrie Quinlan. Welcome to Cabin Hello. Fever. Hello. Thanks very much. Um... So obviously, let's talk about ballroom dancing, as I have called it myself. Ballroom dancing, yes, my Stri- strictly ballroom. Strictly yeah. ballrooms, better. Strictly ballroom. Strictly, because it is going to be quite strict. In your face, Cornelius. <laughs> and maybe, maybe you have to get seven balls across the yard. Yeah. So, so basically, are we saying that on week two of lockdown, you're already hitting your children with a broom? <laughs> <laughs> And in the name of sports and exercise. Is that, is that where we've got to yeah. already? Yeah, and also tidying the garden. The garden has never been better swept. It's a wondrous thing. <laughs> That's the main thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to call it Killing Two Kids with One Broom. That's what it's going to be named. And, nice. um, there you go. Should be fine. So we've got a lot of names. Uh, now we just need the sort of contracts and the franchise uh, deals and all that sort of stuff. And then we're, then yeah, we're there, well, aren't we? I started videoing it yesterday. Uh, and Carrie, you've got a dark sense of humour. You'll appreciate this. Um, I started filming it to live put it on Instagram. I put it on live Instagram with my kids running around. And my youngest fell over and really hurt himself within 15 seconds and started crying. So I had to stop. <laughs> oh, broom Broom bruise, exactly. Because um, exactly. you do you do take photographs of your children when they're crying, don't yeah, you? And then oh, you put yeah. them up on social media. I need and context just, quickly, quickly context before I get and then, arrested. And then, and then say underneath the reason they were crying. That's right. So you spend your time as a parent making your children cry and then putting them on Instagram. Yeah, because I want the rush of right? the likes. Yeah, yeah, I really want, I want to feel the likes, uh, the likes coming in. So I... I make them cry. All right, Carrie, it's really good to have you here, apart from the fact you pointed out I'm a psychopath. Um, Well, the world needs to know, Tom. This is what happens on Magic FM behind the scenes. (laughs) They're all, they're all evil, people. 
Everyone, they, they're called magic. They play easy listening, but they're all psychopaths. You should see what Harriet Scott does to cats. Um, I don't want to. So, anyway, before I lose my job that I love. Um, hey. Carrie. Carrie, Carrie, yeah. Carrie. Firstly, Carrie, we, before we do any sort of content talk, we must apologise. And by we, I mean me on behalf of Tom, because uh, not only did we not record the first 15 minutes of the podcast, you <laughs> sat there patiently listening to it. So you've yeah. now heard our, I'd say, introductory waffle, not once, but twice. Mm. Uh, but you could compare notes if you want. On the, well, on the plus side, um, it lasted long enough that the will to live then came back. Oh, oh wow. Good. Full circle. Yeah. So that was good. The, I mean, the the only disappointing thing is um, there's no quiz today, and I fucking love a quiz. Ah, oh, well, sorry, I mean, Carrie, you could have brought a quiz. It's there's the, no rules against it. Yeah. Well, no, that's true. But I like the answer. I like doing the answering. I've been barred from pubs during pub quizzes in the past. But why? So, um, because I argued with the question masters or mistresses. Ah, <laughs> you're one of them. I was, yeah. I was bloody right though. Lottie Dodd was the youngest woman ever to win Wimbledon. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what did they say? Um, oh, they, they, right, the question was, how old was the youngest woman ever to win Wimbledon? Right. What is the answer? Um, 16? 15. 15. 15. 15. Wow. Okay. And they said it was 16 because uh, what's her chops? It was like, it, right, this is mid-90s. I'm over it. Um, she was the youngest woman in the open era to win Wimbledon singles. Right, but they didn't say that. They said, "How old was the youngest woman ever to win Wimbledon?" Okay, right? and that was Lottie Dodd, aged fifteen, in eighteen eighty-five. But also, what's her face? Oh God, Hing- Hingis. Hing- it might be Hing- It might well be Hingis. She'd won the doubles the year before, aged fifteen, and they hadn't specified singles, so it was also on that basis fifteen. But as I say, twenty-five years ago, and I'm over it. <laughs> you sound like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I used to. Um. I. I, My. My sexual awakening. Oh Lord! Strap in, everybody. Is due to happen at any time soon. No. Was. Uh. Was Jennifer. Jennifer Capriati. Do you remember Jennifer Capriati? Interesting. Holy. That is is very interesting. Oh my God. I used to. I just remember being. God. I don't know how old I was, but I remember just suddenly she was in my head all the time, and I was thinking about her loads, and I just used to think about what it might be like to kiss her. So, so I followed her on Twitter. She doesn't follow me back. There you go. <laughs> it's playing a very long game, though, aren't you? When did you follow her on Twitter? Um, what, Jennifer Capriati? Yeah, not during your sexual awakening, Yeah, yeah, obviously. 1990. No, I followed her <laughs> on Twitter a few months ago, and I said, you know, I used to think about you all the time, and then she hasn't replied. Oh, and she, she hasn't replied. Mm. Who would have thought? What were the odds yeah. there? It is odd. It is sort of rude of her, really. But um, Someone I'll- gets in touch and says, I've been thinking about you for 30 years. <laughs> Wouldn't you just leap on that? <laughs> How many followers does Jennifer Capriati have? I'm oh, constantly great fascinated. Question. Now, this, here you are. Here's a quiz for you, right? Let's do a spontaneous quiz. I'll get my Twitters up now. Hang on one sec. Jennifer Capriati. Do you want to bring Cornelius in as well to this, uh, Dave Cooper? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, go ahead. So, Jennifer Capriati is... <laughs> this is where I go. There we are. Jennifer Capriati. Um, her uh, her biog life is supposed to be beautiful. Spread it, live it, be it. That's what I fell in love with. That what? Say that again? Life is supposed to be beautiful. Spread it, live it, be it. That's odd, isn't it? Spread it. Spread it is odd, yeah. yeah. The yeah, first thing she suggests that we do is spread it. Well, it's like, are you talking about 
butter, sex, or the coronavirus. I can't work it out, but it's a weird... Well, mm. I've just checked and it is Martina Hingis. Carry on. Oh, oh, right. Okay, we'll come back to Martina Hingis. Tennis players, Twitter yeah. followers. How many uh, followers has Jennifer Capriati got on Twitter? I'm going to go to you first of all, Cornelius, Ooh. aka The Bill Man. Uh, I will go for uh, 43,000. Gone in high, 43,000. Okay. Um, Dave Cribb, how many followers has Jennifer Capriati got on Twitter? 7,600. Okay. Wow. Even less than me. Wow. Okay. And finally, Carrie Quinlan, how many has she got? Ooh, I'm going to go for 140,000. Whoa, you've gone in huge there. You've gone in really (laughs) high. The answer is, guys. Well, Oh, no, go on. Did you have some logic there? Go on. Uh, well, no, just just on the basis that um, you're you're an everyman, yeah, and uh, so a good example of so presumably there are perverse lots of idiots. Who, yeah, there's loads of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Jennifer Capriati has twenty two point four thousand. Not that high. That's not high. Not that high. She could do better. She's Jennifer Capriati. She could do a lot. FFS. What she. I mean, one looks at you and thinks she could do better. But, <laughs> but that, oh, that, that's really low. Now, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this. This doesn't surprise me completely. And the reason I went so low mm. is because, and I don't want to continually talk about my other podcast, which is about friends, but we've had this conversation on Friends with Friends before. And I'll, I'll, I'll bring it to you now for another quick, a quick go round. Yeah. The man that played Gunther in Friends, James Michael Tyler, right? You all know who he is. You all know what he looks like. Yeah. He's, a, yeah. I'd say, a world-famous man, correct? Yeah, he's How many for. followers does James Michael Tyler oh, have? Don't. It's going to be like 1,200. That's my guess, 1,200. Cornelius? 43,000. 43,000. Okay. <laughs> is that always your guess? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie? Uh, four, four and a half thousand. I mean, you are pretty much bang on the money, Carrie. Yeah, he's 4,048 4, followers currently at the time of recording. That is less than and that is less than all of us on this podcast, apart from Cornelius. That's <laughs> um, Martina Hingis, professional Swiss tennis player. Yeah. How many? Uh, 43,000. Oh, that's going to put Cornelius <laughs> in an awkward position here. Um, who are we saying, sorry? Martina, Martina Hingis. Hingis. The youngest ever female women's singles champion in the open era, Absolutely. I believe. Yeah. Thank you. What, great what year was that? 1996, I want to say. Six or seven. Oh, off, seven. The top of, off the top of my head, Martina seven. Hingis won it in seven. Uh, two, six, six, three, six, three. I think it was against Yarnagana. <laughs> I reckon she's got two, three, six, three, six, three. 236,000 yeah whatever then. Okay. yeah I yeah. couldn't work it that's Two, why I took 200, it 230,000 alright um, Carrie how many has Hingis got I'm going for 140,000 the answer guys <laughs> <laughs> the answer 210,000 ooh uh, more in keeping with what I would expect yeah. but yeah anyway I just I feel perpetually sad about Gunther who I'd say is one of the most famous faces in like Everybody knows who Gunther is and what he looks like. Well, he's like. unique as well, his yeah. face, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's interesting, though, isn't it? He's like the most famous, not famous person. Yes, that's yeah. absolutely correct. Yeah. Because wasn't he a supporting artist who could work the coffee machine? Yeah, he was a true? barista. Absolutely that. Is yeah, that he was right? a barista that was an extra, and then they needed someone to work the coffee machine in one of the earlier earlier things. Gunther didn't even have a he didn't even have a name until I think the end of series two or three. It was really quite late before anyone said the word Gunther and not sort of just... That's it was amazing. The, the guy that gives Presumably, you coffee. Presumably, 
presumably he did have a name before that, just no one used it. Sure, 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 sure. No, no, I believe he hadn't been christened. In the, if the canon, the canonical wow. uh, explanation of his character is he was yet to be christened. I, I love um, the idea that, that characters on television have to be christened. <laughs> yes. That it's yes. part of the writing process. <laughs> it happens every week in the writing room. There's a font. A dunking. <laughs> you know what the writing font is. Oh, I love the writing font. It's what I live for. <laughs> um, we should really talk about Carrie's podcast while she's on the show, Dave. It feels rude to oh, just sort of go. Then. You know, feels, cut- what are you going to say? It feels rude to talk about my podcast <laughs> continuously. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Carrie, t- talk to us about the, you know, one of the few, and I'm amazed there aren't more, uh, podcasts for kids, unlike this one, to be absolutely clear, in case anyone's listening with their kids. Fucking um, A. Fucking right. Um, Ask the nincompoops. Uh, tell us about uh, it, please. It's it's great. It's really good. And everyone should listen to it, because it's great. Um, it's me and children's author, Andy Stanton. Mm. And we, in each episode, uh, we find a couple of kids on the street and we bring them in and they ask us questions and we lie to them is, mm. is the basic premise. Fantastic. Um, kids come in and they ask us stuff about history and science and stuff and we just make shit up. Yeah. And there's a lovely moment in most most episodes where the kids realise they're the grown-ups in the room <laughs> and are utterly baffled. That's happening um, in my life right now. It's terrifying. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's most parents' lives, <laughs> I assume. I'm not one. Um, uh, and we're doing we're doing a special uh, YouTube thing during lockdown because oh, we can't yeah. fi- we can't find children on the on the streets. Yeah, um, it's understandable. Hard as we try. Uh, so we're doing you- little YouTube videos, little five minute YouTube videos every every morning, um, every weekday morning, straight oh. after Joe Wicks. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, very well timed. Yeah, it's called homeschooling with the nincompoops. Fantastic. Oh, um, oh, and yeah, do you get a that. kid on who asks you the question then? Is that what, no, how it works? No, we, um, we pick a word at random from the dictionary. Okay. And we tell them about the word. Oh, wonderful. Oh, I might have yeah. to. I might have to. It's, it's really so fun. good. The podcast yeah. is so funny. It's it so brilliant. I. Um, it's one of those things, you know, when you listen or watch a thing and you're like, I'm annoyed I didn't think of that idea. And <laughs> basically, continuously pissed off when I listen to us and Nincoboops. But I didn't <laughs> oh, think excellent. of it because it's an excellent format, an excellent podcast. Yeah. And um, it's really, really funny. We What we'll do, uh, actually, Carrie, and a dear listener, is at the end of this episode, we'll put a little two or three minute clip of us and Nincoboops on. Good. Have a little listen, you know, if That'd you've not be listened great. before. And then if you do like it, Search Great Big Owl in the old podcast apps. It's right there. It's absolutely right there. You've you've called it Ask the Nincapoops, which puts it right at the top of the alphabet very, Woo-hoo! very cleverly. Oh, yeah, true. You should call it Ask the Nincapoops. Should do. I remember um, uh, Martin Fry from ABC was once asked why they called the band ABC. And he said, so we'd be first in the phone book. And <laughs> ABBA already existed, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest bands of all time. <laughs> Dickhead. So, oh, I love how cross she gets. Brilliant. So we've done um, that. Yeah, and, and I get I get cross on Arsene Nincompoops. It's one of my favourite things. Getting good. quite angry and shouty. Yes. What's your favourite um, lie you've ever told on it? Oh, that's a really good question. When people pause and say, oh, that's a really good question, what they mean is, oh, that's a question you should have asked me to think about before the podcast I, so I could have a, an answer. That's a question I don't have an answer to. Um, <laughs> uh, we can do a bit of hold music while you think of an answer. Yeah, go on. All right, hang on one sec. Wait, wait, wait. Do you want me to do some live hold music? Ooh, oh, yeah, do. Yeah, brilliant. Um, You're listening to Cabin Fever. Thanks for downloading the show. Uh, we'll be right back 
after this what message. Did I, what did I say? Oh, what did I want? No. Can I just say, as someone who's had to cancel a flight tomorrow, it's great to hear more whole music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we should. Well, we could use this opportunity actually before Cornelius talks about the bell for him to oh, yeah. um, tell us his sort of. I feel like it's like an hour tune moment where he can tell us his sad story, but then we won't play him a song at the end of it. Um, mm. Go on, Cornelius, what's happened to you? Uh, so, I was supposed to be moving in with my girlfriend tomorrow who lives in Australia. Oh. And we haven't seen each other for three months already. And just oh. to just for the listener, where do we live? Uh, in uh, London. London, yes, which is famously not and in Australia. I will not be able to now for oh, quite a while. Yeah, that is oh, that mate. is genuinely quite sad, isn't it? Yeah, that's horrendous. Oh, mate. Well, no, but here's the here's the upside. How pleased are you that I am not organised enough to have uh, replaced <laughs> you as a housemate? <laughs> yes, that's uh, true. In time for uh, this, and which means you still have a home because that would be curtains wouldn't it that would be so sad you'd have to you'd have to leave uh your housemate and then just stand on the street for six months also another point of this is i've um have worked at a radio station for four years and it is a radio station where lots of people leave and then come back after trying to get jobs elsewhere (laughs) and I've always unemployable FM. (laughs) (laughs) I've always made the joke when everyone leaves, going, "You will come crawling back," because everyone does. And I came crawling back the Monday after the Friday I left. (laughs) (laughs) So your move to Australia was a weekend. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, Cornelius, you're a fucking downer. Yeah, you are. (laughs) They've brought it up. Oh man! And you brought it down. This is going so. We we're just talking about lying to kids. It was great. Oh, oh it's all a lie. But, um, <laughs> yay! Are you still going to go after all this is over, though, Cornelius? You're definitely still going to go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Well, unless making... you meet someone else. Well, unless she does, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, please don't, because honestly, we're quarantined together. So the only person he's going to see in the next three months is well, me. Well, quite. God. But you're God. hot stuff, Grim. Well, thank you for saying it, Harry. Thank you. Well, someone had to. Someone, had to someone up, bloody had to, and none of the other pricks on here were going to, were they? <laughs> Hello, my darlings. It's me, Anna Man, actress, singer, welder. Gotta have a backup. I've been in everything, my darlings, and I've been cut from most things. However, I will not be cut from one thing, and that is my own podcast, Talking to Actors with Anna Man, where I meet those rarest of creatures, the actors. That's Talking to Actors on The Great Big Owl. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, so then, now Dave, it's time for this. And I, can, I, can I play you something which I've prepared? Yes. Right. 
think you're going to be pretty pleased with this, Dave. Oh, what's that? It sounds like sounds like the Rosers. Sounds like sounds Ooh, like the Feds are back, Dave. Everything. Here we go. Have you gone outside, Tom? Have you gone outside? Oh, no, I haven't gone outside, Dave. I'm staying inside, uh, and I'm spending my lockdown in the best possible way. Oh, and you can still see their feet. You can see their feet on the on the rather nice cobbled road. Yeah. Um, so every week on this podcast, brackets second week only. Let's see how long it lasts. Uh, we uh, check in with my uh, flatmate. He've already heard from Cornelius, who, uh, despite all the plethora of options available to him on Netflix and Amazon Prime on the Disney Plus service we mentioned so frequently yet have not been reimbursed for um, has chosen to binge watch on YouTube of all places old episodes of The Bill so we catch up with him and find out what's been happening on The Bill this week. Hi Cornelius. Hi, so last week (laughs) Straight in. No small talk, straight in. (laughs) Well, last week you said it was a bit too long. It really was. uh, I summarised four episodes down into one uh, summary. Uh, So this week I've just gone for one episode and somehow it's longer. (laughs) Baddie Ron Gregory meets DS Phil Hunter in a car park, an underground car park. He demands to see the naked pictures of his wife so he can put his mind at rest. What? Uh, Gregory <laughs> wants Hunter to intercept another heroin dealer. Oh, if you like heroin, you're going to love this episode. By uh, the way. Who doesn't? Uh, Hunter is uh, worried about the intel, saying it would be too obvious for him to give that to the police. So Hunter gets into his car, then gets out of his car straight away and punches it. Secretly, <laughs> Mickey Webb witnesses all of this. Elsewhere, uh, a lady I can only um, describe as a Facebook mum brings a used needle to the station and complains it was found on a playground near the community center where Ah. there's a needle exchange at the very same time upstairs the whole of sun hill police station is told that arresting users is no longer a priority and it's time to go after the dealers meanwhile the copper sensible police yeah good Good strategy well uh, meanwhile the copper who likes to arrest his own family from last week is called to a domestic um uh it looks pretty damning, actually, that a fella has been knocking his wife about. She has cuts and bruises. So he gets nicked after she confirms she wants to press charges. Later, the same two coppers who attend that see her get mugged in the street. They manage to chase away the muggers. It's a big day for her. Yeah. Chase away the muggers, but uh, they get her handbag back, which she's reluctant for them to have anything to do with. So she's Uh-oh. like, okay, thank you. Give it back. Give it back. Yes. Uh, back to Ooh. Phil Hunter and Mickey Webb. They go to see Ron Gregory's man who's uh, to give the information so it doesn't look like Gregory is the informant. Uh, this fake informant tells them so little info and Hunter gets annoyed. Uh, he's also seen the uh, naked wife photos, uh, but they still pay him off. What's the uh, naked wife got to do with any of this? That, so this was from last week. Remember Ron Gregory said uh, to Phil Hunter, you need to let me sleep with your wife. Oh, yeah. And, that was weird, wasn't it? And... Uh, Everyone in the situation agreed, uh, <laughs> which was the weird of it. Uh, uh, but in the end, he didn't sleep with her. He just took compromising photos of her. Right. This is as a sort of bargaining chip. Mm, absolutely. What a gentleman. Mm, yes. <laughs> uh, the nun and the detective sexual section is once again revisited. Wait, what? Uh, you have to listen to the last one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Google last it. Last Tuesday's episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there was a non-detective, lots of sexual tension, and that ended with a kiss. Uh, so this time, so it turns out this nun <sighs> works at the community centre at the Needle Exchange. Also, she doesn't dress as a nun. She's always in casual 
wear. So she's uh, more than familiar with kicking the habit. The face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's have a boo yeah, moment. Boo, boo, boo. I was happy with that. Uh, um, so the detective goes down to the community center to see the nun and go, what's all this about needles and playgrounds? And she's like, please leave us alone. This isn't what we need. We don't need coppers at the community center where there's a needle exchange. Uh, guess who turns up other than the Facebook mum who first accuses Danny, the detective, of being a drug dealer. And then he shows the badge and she feels bad. Oh. Uh, but now he's revealed that he's a police officer to the Facebook mum in amongst all these junkies. So she's like, arrest him, arrest him. Uh, arrest this man. He's shooting up in the toilets. He doesn't arrest the man. He lets him go and says he didn't find anything on him, even though we know he has heroin and is shooting up in the toilets because oh. of the instruction from Sunhill and also the nuns asked him not to make a fuss. She uh, also during this, uh, they've discussed that they kissed last time, but she's devoted to God, so they can't transgress that any further. It's actually quite tense now. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely um, t- I'm and, very tense. Yeah. Yeah, and then the guy they just let go out of the toilets for shooting up shoots up at the front door of the community <laughs> center. The Facebook mom goes, oh, "Come on!" and she does arrest. Uh, Danny does arrest him. Oh. What was the, oh. what was that? That was what? Who who is that? What uh, what's happening here? Oh, that, that's my clock. Is one hundred percent Gary's clock. <laughs> and you're out of time, I'm afraid. Cornelius, thank you it's, so it's much. Going to be worrying when the next hour. I've had enough. I got my clock out. Hey. <laughs> Genuinely thought someone was doing a passive-aggressive heckle there. There was literally yeah furniture started telling was. you to shut up. It's a real clock. This is how long we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> Have you pressed record? I think that clock just struck October. That was. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, you know Back what? To the domestic oh, yeah, abuse. Sorry, yeah, uh, on, turns out uh, he did hit her. That comes out in the sort of thing, but only because this lady's a smack addict as well, and he wants to help her. So the police let that one go. Oh, lovely! Wow, um, sensible policing. Uh, oh, we the nineties. <laughs> We get to the big drugs bust organised by Ron Gregory through the police. Uh, they find all the drugs, but uh, the adversary Sorry. drug king. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that's my um, just going. Sorry. He's followed in a car away from the drug bust. Uh, they lose him for about two minutes, in which time he is shot dead. Turns out Ron Gregory, the baddie in all of this, owns the community centre. Oh my days. Uh, the nun oh. decides to confront him despite Danny the detective's pleas. So they both go. She ends up smashing his car or something. So Danny has to arrest the nun for criminal damage. And the episode ends with a previously stabbed with a dirty needle copper, who I forgot to mention earlier, <laughs> grassing the superintendent up to the area commander. And that is one episode. What, and, and, and again, worth it's saying. busy, isn't it? Carrie, don't forget yeah. this. This all happens before 9 p.m. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm. I mean, it's both darker and mm. busier than I remember. So yeah. much going on, but I loved every second of that, I'll be honest. Uh, I have my usual questions. Uh, was Tony stamping it? No, he didn't uh, <sighs> He didn't make any appearance. Reg Hollis? No, Hollis, no Reg. I haven't on. seen Reg this series so far, so it might be a great for him. June Ackland? June Ackland, nope. Gina Gold? Gina Gold, yeah. Oh, she's uh, spearheading oh, it's quite, this. So it's fairly late on. Thing. Gina Gold was late, later than I, I tended to 
I think it was yes, after my time. Series 19 were on here, Carrie. 19 of 20. Oh, you, I mean, you haven't heard last week's episode. Would you like to play our game of how many episodes of The Bill have been recorded ever? Oh, yeah, because there are loads, aren't there? Yeah, but how many? Um, 960. It's the sort of thing you would guess, definitely, and think I've overshot it. The actual answer is 2,425. What? I know! <laughs> 2,425. Extraordinary, isn't it? Wow. And Cornelius is going to watch every single one and the description <laughs> will last longer than the actual show. Because it it, 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 followed, it started with Jim Carver's first day as a PC, didn't it? Oh. And it ended with him leaving... I think it ended with him leaving the police. Are you telling me there was a Jim Carver arc that sort of sat like a dome yeah. over the whole of the bill? That's exactly what so I'm telling you, my friend. the bill should be renamed the Jim Carver story. Exactly. Fudge brownies, that's great. Yeah. I love that. It was, yeah, it's, it opened with him getting out of bed for his first day as a copper. And I, he like got out of bed and went, let's do this. <laughs> was Jim Carver in this episode? No. No. Oh. So. Is he a detective by now? Must be, must he? I'm not sure. <laughs> what? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, mate. Come on, Cornelius. You need to concentrate. Call yourself a Bill expert. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, listen, we're going to have to stop this. Um, Thanks, Cornelius. Can you come back on next week? Is that all right? What? You come back on next week and do another episode. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want on this podcast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah make it one with Jim Carver in it, would you? No. <laughs> you got against Jim oh, Carver. Fair enough. Um, Carrie Quinlan, thank you very much. Um, good luck. It's, it's very rare that I sign off with this, but good luck procuring some children. Thank um, you very much. For your fabulous podcast, Ask the Nincompoops. Poops. In fact, we're going to hear a bit of that after this episode of Cabin Fever as well. Ask the Nincompoops. Poops. Yes, there will be a clip of Ask the Nincompoops Poops at the end of this episode. Uh, do have a listen. It's wonderful. And you should go and listen to it. Um, oh, Carrie Quinlan, thank you so much. Cornelius Mendes, aka Bill, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah. Lots of love. Kind regards. All the best. Thanks for coming. Cheers. Bye bye. <laughs> if you want to get in touch, you can do it on the jingle that we're going to play out with now. Goodbye. Cabin FE Hello, you delectable little triangles. I'm Andy. And I'm Carrie. And you're listening to Ask the Clever Grown Ups. Yes, I can't believe it took us so long, but here we are at long last. Back with a vengeance. Back with a vengeance. Back with a vengeance. Here we are. Back with a vengeance. Bringing you the show that improves your intelligence. Throwing down knowledge like a bear eats honey. Hardly anyone listens and we get no money. That was weird. Who have we got for our first episode, Professor Stanton Features? Well, Dr Quinlan Face, we've got Michael and Catherine, two tiny little children who were so ignorant I thought I was going to be sick all over my own legs. Oh, yeah, they wanted to know how do mirrors make you see yourself. Who was the first person to wear gloves? All sorts of things. So let's get on with it. Roll the tape, whatever that means. Today we're joined in the studio by two very unknowledgeable children indeed. We've got the amazing... I mean, do you even know your name and your age? Yeah. Oh, and how old are you? Michael. Six. Six. He's tiny. He's tiny. He's the size of a cornflake. <laughs> and we've also got the amazing... Catherine. And how old are you, Catherine? Eight. She's the size of three cornflakes. A bit bigger. <laughs> Question one. How do mirrors make you see yourself? Ah. ah well, mirrors, famously, um, are born in the Amazon jungle. They're a small group of mammals who um, hang about in the jungle reflecting on things. They're very thoughtful. And uh, in 1867, Lord Farquhar Quaquarson 
went sorry, on sorry. a famous expedition. Sorry, the Amazon Carrie, jungle. was it 67? Yeah. Was, uh, I, I learned 66, 1866. Oh, he left um, the UK in 66 uh, and he arrived there in 66. Sorry, it was sorry, 1867. I should, have, I should have been clear. Well, yeah, Lord of the Got to the Amazon jungle and realised that his moustache had drooped because he could feel it on the corners of his... He had a famously big curly moustache and he could feel it on the corners of his mouth. And he didn't know what to do about it. Oh, no. But the... Um, the mirrors of the Amazonian jungle thought they'd come up and give him a hand, and they stood in front of him, and said, "Oh, yeah, you need to, you need to curl that up a bit." And they, and he, and he looked at them, and he saw his own face, and he, he curled them up, and then he um, put them on a boat, took them back to England, and sold them in shops. He took the mirrors out of their natural habitat in the Amazonian jungle yeah. and forced them to work for us humans in the Western world. What do you think of that? That's mean. It is it a is bit mean. mean it's isn't really it? mean, isn't but, it? But here's the moral dilemma. Do you use mirrors? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they're useful. My dad told us not to. Your dad told you not to use mirrors? Really? Yeah. Why is that? He doesn't like us seeing my hair. I can understand that because I've seen your hair. It's atrocious. But <laughs> even knowing the cruelty of Lord Fahakakakakakson, would you still use mirrors? Yes. Are you a vegetarian? Mm. No. Would you eat a mirror? No. No. Have you ever looked into the mirror and when you move, it makes a different movement than you're making? Have that ever happened to you? No. It happened to me for ages, and I noticed that it didn't even look like me. But then I worked out it wasn't a mirror; it was a window, and there was an old woman outside <laughs> who was like just doing. I don't. She was just going about her business in the bushes. It was just an old woman. Another time, right? I thought I'd been looking in the mirror, and I thought, oh no, I've turned into loads of people running along an athletics track. It's all right. It was just the TV. I was watching the Olympics. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the problems when you think some things are mirrors and they're not. Does that answer your question? Yes. Well, then you're very easily pleased. Next. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.